Hey everyone, welcome to a uh, the 2022 Game Awards live stream discussion with none other than one of our dear partners, and he does a great job with uh, our video game content here. Uh, you don't see him that often, but that's okay. He is Mr. Asm of Earth. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So tonight, I'm just doing the full-on controls of this right now, so he mm -hmm. is going to be talking, we're going to be talking about tonight, about the 2022 Game Awards, as we talked about last December with the 2021 game awards so yes. let me just get going so why don't you expose you who, who for people who live under a rock why don't you explain to them what the game awards are yeah sure thing so every year at the end of every year um the game awards are essentially like an oscar-like event for video games um it's a celebration of all the video games they've come out this year recognizing all the uh high talented de developers and um giving awards out like for best narrative action and best story and ultimately game of the year. Um, it's hosted by uh, Jeff Keighley, who I mentioned before in our, some of our previous uh, video game live streams. He is a, like I would say independent um, video game journalist. He basically gives this opportunity to also show a bunch of new titles as well as it's essentially imagine a mini E3 in one night. Um, Whereas we get to see a bunch of work from a bunch of new developers of upcoming projects and as well as celebrate the past year in gaming. So, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, um, sort of similar to how we broke this down last year. Um, I'm going to first start by covering the news and the reveals that were shown off at the uh, 2022 Game Awards last night. And then once that is done, and I feel like we covered enough, then we'll move on to the actual awards itself. So, I'm going to try to be fairly quick about this because there was actually quite a bit of stuff shown off cool all right let me just share my for those of listening to us because this is very low-key tonight um all right game awards news you want me to come up with uh, this one right here yeah yeah um I'm, I'm gonna be mentioning video game titles so you want to try search for them as well sort of like how we do for a normal video game showcase stream gotcha gotcha one sec so which one do you want to start with uh so the first one i want to start with would be uh there was a uh, Hellboy game announced. Yeah, are, you, are you familiar with Hellboy? By uh, one of the Dark Horse comic lines. I am familiar with Hellboy actually. As it is, I I, know, I didn't I know they made a game out of it. Yeah, no, actually, um, just last night they announced a brand new game. Um, right. and what's interesting about this one is that it's in the art style of the uh, comic book itself, by the looks of it. Oh, that, um, that looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I'm I'm not too familiar with the character uh, that much, but like, yeah, seeing stuff like that, I love like the stylized nature of it. It looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. that's something I definitely want to bring up because I know a lot of people are Hellboy fans and a lot of people are freaking out. Um, <laughs> there was a bunch of other indie games got their chance to get in the spotlight for this. That's why one thing I do like about the Game Awards that um, since there is no main um, event not or not publisher or sponsoring the event a bunch of any developers come come out and see what uh, and showcase their work um previous uh game of the year nomination uh among us came out with a new uh trailer showcasing a game mode coming out actually tonight <laughs> or today oh wow um, yeah so like it's an update to their ongoing among us game um Something I definitely want to bring up is this uh, pixel art game called Replaced, 
Um, this game was shown off um, a couple of years back and it looks like it's pushing the, the boundaries of pixel art or 2D pixel art. Um, looks good, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit, essentially um, like a cyberpunk. Well, it looks like more like steam, like, oh God, not, I won't say cyberpunk, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I get a bunch of cyberpunk vibes from this sort of like style. Well, that's the style, like the aesthetic of this, sh- of this uh, video game. Um, as I said, it was mentioned, like it was brought up, I want to say back in 2020. We didn't hear about it since. And then we finally got a new trailer showcasing it now. I'm not sure if we got any information about like a release date yet, but mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely something I'm going to be keeping my out my eye out for because it's definitely something like I love that aesthetic. It looks really good and the gameplay. It seems like really smooth as well. Um, another uh, another indie game that was showcased is called Hades 2. This is a sequel to the very popular roguelike uh, game called Hades um, in which um, I'm not sure if, for those who are not familiar with the term roguelike, basically it's like you start each run fresh and like you try to go as far as you can into the game before you die. And when you die, you get back, put back to the beginning and you start all over again. Oh, wow. um, it's a, it's like a play as you go sort of uh, play style. And, but um, it's, it's the, you pick up stuff along the way that can help boost you on your journey to keep pushing further, stuff like that. Uh, People were a big fan of the art style of Hades 1. So everyone was, of course, was naturally very excited when Hades 2 got revealed. Um, and I'm just going to scroll down a bit. Um, a couple of years also, about, I think back in, yeah, 2020, I think it was actually the first video game live stream we did on this channel. Um, we brought yeah. up the new Rocksteady uh, game. Now, now, Rocksteady is the, are the um, developers of the Arkham franchise. For uh, uh, video games, Arkham Knight, oh, yeah, those games. They're yeah. working on a um, a Suicide Squad game called Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Um, they got they fought, they showcased a new trailer for that last night, and um, what's oh wow, very interesting about this one. It's going to be Kevin Conroy's last uh, performance as Batman. Oh, he wow, was yeah. able to fully voice the character before he untimely passed away, unfortunately. But um, yeah, very sad. Yeah, they they did a whole entire in uh, moment in the trailer for like a dedication to Kevin Conroy. It was very nice. That's good. Um, and yeah, this was um, it's looking pretty good. I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it up because I'm not too familiar with like the Rocksteady universe. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the same universe as the uh, the Arkham games. I don't think it is because um, I think those the Arkham games have like their own self-contained storyline. Yeah, but, um, pretty, the, those are pretty self-contained storylines. Yeah, yeah. And since this is now we're doing it, we're involving all the Justice League. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, DC fans definitely got something to look forward to, especially if you're a fan of the Arkham games, because there yeah. was a gameplay trailer shown off. I would say last year, or maybe this past summer, or something like that. And it looks pretty fun. Um, moving on, something that I'm personally really excited for is um. Uh, we got a new trailer for the uh, Destiny 2 expansion, Lightfall. Um, this was first shown off back in August. Um, it's a expansion to the ever-growing game Destiny 2. Um, so, and then, um, I'm, it's a game that I practically play by the week at this point. It's, 
it's a, it's a love-hate relationship with this game. I sometimes wake up and I hate this game, but I hate the player base. But then it's like, oh, a new trailer, guys. I'm so excited for this game. I love it now. It's my favorite game of all time. Um, but they, 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 show, they showcase a new trailer last night, and they showcase the new abilities that you're going to be getting in this expansion. It looks, like, really fun. You get a grapple hook now, essentially. You can grapple on the, and, like, swing, like, Spider-Man and stuff like that, or grapple on to other players and fly through the air with them. It's, it looks really fun. That's awesome. I love, I love sort of I love that sort of stuff like that that like could, that could possibly break the entire sandbox, but like it looks fun in the same time. Um, and then uh, moving on to one of my most anticipated or second most anticipated games for twenty twenty three, we got a gameplay trailer for a Jedi Survivor, the next Star Wars game. Okay, I yeah. heard about this actually. Yeah, so um, this one uh. It's, it's a sequel to Fallen Order. It's gonna have, it has the same protagonist as Cal Kestis, my personal favorite Jedi. Um, and it looks like it's fully expanding on the, uh, the, the sandbox that was the original Fallen Order. In the sense mm. that now, um, I'm not sure if they're making an open world. I don't think, I think it's going to be still fairly linear. Um, but they're expanding because in Fallen Order, in Jedi Fallen Order, you only had one lightsaber for the most of the game, but you can get a double blade attachment. So then you have a, a double blade saber. But what I'm understanding now from what I'm hearing is that it's going to borrow a combat system more like from other video games like Ghost of Tsushima, where you can have different stances for like a single blade saber. Like, oh, this one's more aggressive. This one's more defensive, stuff like that. Mm. Um, or I have two sabers now. I can wield independently and... Then they showcased off um, that you in later in the game you're gonna get a cross guard saber like Kylo Ren. Um, oh wow! Yeah, no, it looks pretty cool. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it because Jedi Fallen Order was is, or yeah, it is my favorite Star Wars game. So seeing how we're getting a sequel to that and continuing on the story, um, I'm really excited for that. It's gonna take place five years after the events of the first game, um, and. If for, for those who are not familiar with the Star Wars timeline, this sets it around the same time, the exact same time as the Obi Wan Kenobi show on mm. Disney Plus. Um, and I, oh yeah, we got I believe a release. Yes, we got a release date. Actually, it's coming out in March next year, so very soon, three months away, uh, March seventeenth of uh, twenty twenty three. So Woo! I'm definitely yeah, something I'm definitely looking forward to. I gotta get myself a PS five because I don't think. I mean, I'm pretty sure my PC can run it. I just don't want to really push it to the limits on that. I want to, this is something that pro, will probably be best if I can just sit down on a couch and relax and play. Um, it's definitely something that I would vibe with, with like that. And my only hope is that the Who comes back and makes another song for it. Yes, and he's talking about the, the W... Uh, the, the, the H-U Who. Sorry, H-U. I was thinking of the wrong thing. <laughs> Not the Who. The Who is great, but the other Who is really good the, too. The, the Mongolian metal band. <laughs> yes, that got into Star Wars. Yes, somehow, somewhere. That ever since they got in, I want them to have a cameo in like an official show. Um, they should. They really should. Moving on to the uh, my my next big uh, surprise of the night. Um, industry icon Hideo Kojima really uh, revealed that he's making a sequel to his very popular game Death Stranding. So right now the working title is just Death Stranding Two. Um, okay. oh, there we go. Yeah, it's it looks something else. Um, 
I'm very much familiar with the Death Stranding aesthetic, keeping to that. But like, you know, like Kojima fashion, the trailer, you have no idea what's going on. And this is just so weird. It's interesting at the same time. Um, Norman Vetus is going to be reprising his role. I'm not sure if he's going to be the main protagonist. It looks like you're going to be playing as someone else in the game, I'm expecting. Um, I'm not 100% sure yet, unless they have something like moments where you're playing as Norman Vetus's character and someone else's character, stuff like that. It looks very interesting and weird at the same time. I, I'm definitely in love with it. Um, no release date as of yet. It's still in early development. I understand that he's been working on this for quite some time. Then when 2020 hit, he had to rewrite the entire game. Oh, no. Yeah, because they were like, oh, is this, this is quite in line with the current events. Or like, I don't want to predict the future anymore, so I'm going to make something else. Um, yeah, and Hideo Kojima, of course, he's still working on our project as well. He has his own independent studio now, Kojima Productions, um, that where he can just work and make whatever he wishes, and it's probably the best thing for him. Um, he's definitely got, having a field day with his, with his work and aesthetic. I absolutely love it. Let's see. Um, place um moving on i would say there was oh yeah yeah um you like transformers jt right i i do actually i I mean the movies are one thing but i do like the franchise as a whole yeah so um did you know there is a um a couple years back a transformers video game was made called fall of cybertron uh yes i do remember that so um yeah, that game came out and it was really well received too. Um, so, but this time we're getting a brand new Transformers game called Transformers Reactivate. Um, we okay. we got we got a cinematic trailer for it. Um, so it's not no gameplay yet, but it's mainly just an announcement. Okay. So it looks like this one is going to be set on Earth, um, not on Cybertron. It's going to probably be a completely different universe from those Cybertron games, and it has a completely unique art style. But it, it's something I definitely want to bring up because I know like a lot of Transformers fans were definitely happy about that. Yeah, I mean, it looks good based on the pictures, too. Yeah, no, it, it was an interesting aesthetic, too, was um, how they're going with it. It looks like um, very few like Autobots are alive and stuff like that. So it is, it's like a resistance against the Decepticons like on Earth, like a human resistance, sort of like Terminator, essentially. It's Transformers Terminator. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> um. Dude, wasn't that a comic line? I want to say no, no, it was G.I. Joe and Terminator or something like that. I, I Transformers know. and G.I. Joe have been crossing over for like decades now. In the oh, okay, that's where I'm getting it from. Yeah. Um, G.I. Joe, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that was a, a neat little reveal. Um, because I wasn't expecting seeing something like that shown. Um, let me see what else we got. Because we got quite a bit of news at the same time i i'm blanking um oh yeah so uh back to something before i got on transformers there was there's another sequel called uh remnant of the ashes 2 this is a um it's like a, it's like almost like a souls like in a sense um well souls like for those who are not aware of, uh, if I'm, I'm referencing another developer uh called from software um okay oh yeah you had it before if you go back <laughs> Oh, I, my bad. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, Remnant. That's how it is. Um, so Remnant of the Ashes, it's a third-person shooter that's inspired by like the the gameplay loop, I guess, of Dark Souls. 
Um, I tried the first one. I wasn't too big of a fan on. I, I ended up dropping it. Um, mm. But I, I have a friend of mine who who's played it and completed it. And he had a good time with it. Um, when when I sent him a message saying that it, it got a sequel, he was like, "Oh no, not me! Why?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it it's um it, it's not really my cup of tea. I don't think, but um it's definitely something that people were excited about. Cause I know one of my one of the viewers that I like who also does like Newsweek video game. He was actually a big fan of the original Remnant of the Ashes, so uh, he was happily surprised that this is getting a sequel. Um, and then let me see. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, there's just a big. I have a couple big games I have left for news, but um let me do one smaller game first uh well small actually it's quite big um warhammer 40k space marine 2 it's a it's a long title um this was actually shown off last year i think or that was sometime yeah because i I remember talking about it um i remember talking about it too yeah so for those who are unaware warhammer 40k is a grim dark sci-fi universe like very dark no one is a good guy um essentially um and this is a sequel to the original warhammer space ring which was a third person action game or third person shooter action game um that's it's, it's very over the top very brutal stuff like that i know a lot of people are very excited i had one of my friends who was very excited to see that this guy new another trailer get some more information on it this was actually some actual gameplay this time because oh, last wow. year they showed off only just a cinematic announcement we actually got like a good a good look at the game and it looks actually pretty damn good um i i'm trying to get into the 40k universe there's a, there was another video game that came out actually just a week before the game awards called 40k uh dark tide um i'm trying i might pick that up when it um when it gets I hear the, the PC release is pretty buggy. So once it gets a little more stable, uh, I will probably pick that up and see how it is. I know a lot of people who are big fans of it and like they say, like it's an absolute great game. Um, but yeah, Space Marine 2, that's something that I, I might keep my eye out on because it, it definitely does look like a good time. Um, one of, I would say my, which <laughs> I guess my second, I guess this is my second most anticipated game. Because um, now that I know, because the, the the game I'm going to mention last is now officially my most anticipated game of 2023, but this was revealed last night. Um, so the second most anticipated game for me of 2023, Final Fantasy 16. Um, now I was not. If you asked me, probably about in 2020, I would say maybe early 2021, I would I was not excited. I you I would not be excited for a Final Fantasy game. Um. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I was, um, I remember playing Final Fantasy 15. I was being instantly burned out by it. And then after I graduated college, um, my, one of my older brothers, he was, he told me he was playing Final Fantasy 14, the MMO, the online MMORPG. Um, so back in, I would say, yeah, 2021, um, summer of 2021, I got into that uh, Final Fantasy 14 video game. And it has since become my favorite video game of all time. Now, the reason why I'm talking about Final Fantasy 14 when I'm showing 16 is that the games, the video game director for Final Fantasy 14 is the same as 16. So it's going to be developed. It's being helmed by the same person who and just because of that information alone, 
I am absolutely excited for this game. Um, we got a release date for this one. It's going to be June 22nd, and it's going to be on the PS5 for a limited time. Um, and then it's going to eventually make its way to the PC. I, I think it's going to be on the a timed exclusive for the uh, PC or for the PS5 for about a year or maybe half a year. Um, but it's definitely something I'm, I'm going to be keeping my eye out on. I'm definitely trying to get my hands on a PS5 so I can play this game. So I'm absolutely excited by it. The, the director for this game is absolutely fantastic. And now for my most anticipated game and probably the most exciting reveal of the night for probably everyone who was watching it. Um, industry icons from software, the developers of Elden Ring, uh, they uh, revealed a brand new game from them. Well, not well, not brand brand new. It's a it's a addition to their franchise, a long running franchise. It's called Armor Core Six, Fires Rubicon. So, the last Armored Core game is came out in 2013. So it's been a full 10 years since this, uh, this game got this, this series got a new addition to their franchise. That's frightening how you just said it's been 10 years, but go 10, on. 10 years from 2013. Um, <laughs> but no, this is um. It is a uh, it's a mecha game where you know you rope, giant robots stuff like that. Um, it just looks so good. I have never played a Armor Core game before because I think there's like they were they, some of them had troubles, but not troubled releases. I want to say they had limited releases and like some were only in Japan or they were hard to get in the U.S. stuff like that. Um, this was when I was watching the trailer uh, for this, uh, the announcement for this. Um, I had no idea who, like, what I was looking at because at first it showed Bandai Namco, the publisher. That can mean a lot of things. The Bandai Namco is a pretty big publisher for video games. And I'm seeing sci fi stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm so used to from software being fantasy, you know, like Knights and stuff like that, Elden Ring, Dark Souls and stuff. And then I see the from software logo in my mind. Goes, oh, shoot, wait, they have this other franchise that's been like quiet for years now and they're bringing it back. And it looks so good. It's like, I'm so excited for this now. Um, we don't have a full release date yet. It, we only have a release window of 2023. So right now, I'm assuming it is going to be about probably holiday, like December of 2023 at the earliest. I'm, it might get delayed. I'm pretty sure it will probably get delayed to 2024 if we are not, if, like, if, if we're lucky. Um, mm. But this was like a huge surprise. I was... If you if if you're in my Discord server with friends, you could see the exact timeline of when I saw the from software logo appear. I was like had a stroke or something like that. It was so fun. I was so ecstatic and happy at the same time. And like it was so good. Um oh actually I do have one more smaller piece of news before we uh, get into the actual awards. Um yes. uh the video game Cyberpunk 2077, um, they showed off a new trailer for their uh, expansion, uh, Phantom Liberty. Um, this is going to be, I'm not sure if it's going to be before or after. I'm pretty sure it's going to be set during the time of the game. Um, I'm currently playing through Cyberpunk right now. If I don't think I mentioned Cyberpunk before on a, one of our previous streams. This game had a very bad release um, in which it was very buggy. It was practically unplayable since the, it released back in 2020 it has since got a bunch of patches 
it's actually in like a pretty good state now where you can play the game and really enjoy like oh shoot there's actually a really good game in here Mm. um and then they had an anime come out over the summer that guy is so popular that like people who watch the anime are like oh I'm going to play the game now. And then like it came, became the most successful game on Steam for like two months for like all the PC. So it really blew up in popularity over summer. And I would say now, rightfully so, that it's, it, that it's in a playable state where you can actually enjoy the game. Um, so Phantom Liberty, I believe it's going to be the only paid, like there's only going to be the only paid expansion for this game. Um, and we have a new actor i guess not not brand new for those who are familiar with him um because in the original cyberpunk you're, you have a guy with you called johnny silverhand who's played by keanu reeves for those Ooh. who are unaware um this time though we got a new celebrity entering into the mix idris elba nice. he will be, um he will be showing up in the phantom liberty expansion and it looks really good i was talking to my younger brother about it and we we're both pretty much excited for this um so yeah, that was definitely something I definitely wanted to bring up because Cyberpunk, de- yeah, it had a rough launch. It was, it got some really bad news for like a bunch of months. And now it's like, it's finally a good state and people are realizing, oh, it's actually now actually a pretty good game. Um, so that does, it goes to show how like the video game life, life like the, I would say like the, the player base side of the game or like the, yeah, the lifeline of the game can like change over the course of time so drastically like if, if this game came out everyone's like oh it's terrible they were just like talking it was like slandering all the time and then like this past year it's like oh it's actually like a really good game wow i should i i i, I take back all the words i said um yeah so that, I'm, I'm currently playing through it right now so i'm definitely looking forward to it um i feel like that's all the major news i wanted to bring up um, perfect if I bring, if I if I if I remember anything during the actual award time, I'll probably m- mention it. But I think we can go on to the awards. All right. And by the way, I believe we did bring this up last year. Oh, Cyberpunk. I, I believe so. Yes. I'm pretty I, sure. I feel like I remember talking about it at one point. Maybe at one of our maybe one of the summer games. Um, was it the was it the the buffet? The, I can't even say it. The buffet. You know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Bethesda? Yeah, Bethesda. No, this is um the developers for this game is uh CD Project Red. Oh no, no, They're no, because no, I'm trying to think of like we did a summer showcase, right? Yeah, we did a summer showcase with the the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that because I wasn't I wasn't sure we mentioned that here, but whatever. Um, all right, but to the actual game awards themselves. Yes. Yeah, so um, what we're gonna do? We're gonna start um at the back of the awards and then move our way up to the game of the year. So the first one we're going to be starting off with will be the most anticipated game. Um, this one, the nominees were Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and then Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now for most anticipated game, um, this is, these are the games that are, as I mentioned, are not out yet. These are games that are coming out estimated 2023, or actually, you know, I think it is just 2023, because I don't think any of these are coming out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, pending right now, they might get delayed. Not sure. Um, so my personal pick for this one was Final Fantasy 16, but as we can see, the the winner for this one was Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. 
for those who are unaware, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is a sequel to the original Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, a launch title for the Switch. Um, that was very well received, very popular, and I, I think very justly um, well deserved. It actually won Game of the Year back in, I think, 2017, Breath of the Wild. So this is a sequel to that game. Um, so that's the one that won most anticipated. Um, Star Wars, uh, that's Starfield, I almost said Star Wars. Uh, yeah, Starfield, that is um, a Bethesda game that was shown off back in June. Yeah, last June. Um, at the Microsoft Bethesda showcase, wasn't too overall impressed with it. Um, I understand it got delayed again, I think. And yeah, um, Hogwarts Legacy that that is a third person, um, adventure action adventure game set in the world of Harry Potter. And then Resident Evil 4 is a remake of the original Resident Evil 4 that came out, I think, like 2008 or something like that. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, but as I mentioned, my most anticipated was Final Fantasy 16, but I'm I'm okay with Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom taking this one. So yeah, let's move on to uh next. It's a next category is gonna be a brand new one. It's gonna be best adaptation. So this is a brand new category introduced for this year. It showcases the um t- or video game properties that are adapted to TV and film. Uh the nominees for this one was for Arcane, a uh, League of Legends TV show. Uh, cyberpunk edge run edge runners which was I, I mentioned a couple minutes ago when i was talking about cyberpunk uh the cuphead show sonic hedgehog 2 and then uncharted and the winner for this one was arcane uh, from league of legends um my personal pick for this one what would, would have been cyberpunk edge runners i have yet to see the cuphead show i have actually have yet to see any of these shows I understand from what I heard from my younger brother, though, that the Cyberpunk Edge Runner show was very good. Um, it really gets a good look at the uh, setting for the game and utilizes it very well. Um, I'm su- I am not surprised the Halo show on Paramount Plus did not show up. Uh, that was <laughs> that was not well received, I don't think, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and then Sonic the Hedgehog two. I mean. I wanted to see that movie. I generally wanted to see if I never got around to seeing it. Um, yeah, and then Uncharted. That, I'm not sure if it was deserving of the nomination, but I think there's not much in terms of nominees for this year that could be brought in. But yeah, so the winner for that one was Arcane League of Legends, which from what I understand is very good. I have yet to see it. I'm not really interested in League of Legends per se. Mm. But yeah, so, right. yep, let's move on. We're 24. Here we go. All right. Best debut indie. So this is um, this category is for best uh, indie game or the first the first game developed by a developer. Um, the nominees for this one for it was Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and then Vampire Survivors. And the winner for this one was Stray. Um, we're going to be seeing Stray quite a bit, surprisingly. It's for, for an indie game. Um, Stray is a game that in which you play as a stray cat in a world that is um, li- only living with robots. So no humans in this world. You're in a super futuristic setting. It's pretty interesting. I, I played it myself. I can actually attest to this. It, it, it is very cute. The way how they got the cat to move, it moved very much like one of my cats. Um, I'm, I'm definitely okay. This is actually one I ended up voting for myself. Um, 
so yeah i'm very happy with how this one went um def runner up definitely probably would have been vampire survivors i did hear a lot of good things about vampire survivors as well they heard a lot of good things about neon white um i didn't hear much about tunic but i understand that was i did see a trailer for that and i was interested in playing but i never got around to playing um yeah so that's for best debut indie that goes to stray blue 12 studio and and publishing here we go all right content creator um <laughs> this is this is this is an interesting one because I'm not sure way much to say. I don't really much watch much of these guys, except for the guy in, in the middle, Nabellion. He is an interesting case in which he doesn't have a YouTube or Twitch account. He doesn't make content per se. He is a um. He was an interesting uh, guy in which he um. He mainly was a journalist, I guess you can say, on Twitter. He was very helpful with video game news and stuff like that in terms of like. Uh, leaks in like inf new information regarding video games. Um, as you can see, the winner for this one was Ludwig. Uh, he's a, he was a Twitch streamer that moved to YouTube gaming a while back, and he was a, he's probably I think the most one of the most profitable streamers on the on the platform. Um, so yeah, that's really much all I have to say about that. So yeah, we can move on to the next category. Alrighty, here we go. And uh, best multiplayer. Best multiplayer. All right. So yeah, this is um online multiplayer or co-op. Um, the nominees for this one was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the winner for this one was Nintendo's Splatoon 3. Um, and let me pull up my list here. I'm not sure if I can show what I voted for. Yeah, I can't think I can see what I voted for. Um, I'm surprised. Well, not, I'm, I'm not really too surprised. I would have imagined Call of Duty would have taken this one instantly. Because the Call of Duty fan base is very popular, um, but then I, I I always forget the power that is Nintendo fans. They are very powerful in getting what they want, and I would I would probably definitely say that um, Splatoon three is a deserving win for this. I do not see Overwatch two being a winner for this. I know Overwatch two is an interesting case study in which. Um, people are wondering is the game really worth the price i mean i think it is free to play but it, it was like is the game necessary to exist and stuff like that it's interesting i could go on for a long time about overwatch 2. um multiverses i'm going to be talking about later um that is an interesting title that is published by warner brothers games uh wb games they is essentially um super smash brothers except for all warner brothers properties stuff like mm. that so you got Cartoon Network in there, you got Batman in there, stuff like that. Um, but as you see, the winner for this one was um, uh, was Splatoon Three. That that is a um, bit more of a family game, I would say, but I would say it's probably good deserving for its best multiplayer. All yeah, right. So let's, yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Let's go to the next one. The next one is best sports or racing games. And did did this have any competition? <laughs> yeah, um, not really. Um, let me see what I did. Yeah, so the, the, it would have been two competitions. Let me go off the nominees. Nominees F1 2022, FIFA 23, NBA Q, uh, 2K 23, Gran Turismo 7, and then Ali Ali World. Um how I saw this, I saw it boiled down between two games, and that was Gran Turismo 7 and Ali Ali World. 
The rest of the games are just there mainly because they are there. Um, <laughs> the winner for this one naturally was Gran Turismo 7, um, which I actually not too surprised, I guess, won. Um, I, I, I would say Ollie Ollie World definitely had a strong chance of winning. It is a stylized, very stylized uh, skateboarding game, stuff like that. Um, I guess it just did probably didn't push the appeal as much as a full-fledged racing simulator that is Gran Turismo 7. Um, so yeah, that's really much all I have to say about that. Um, yeah. All right, next one up here is best sim or strategy game. All right, so yeah, so uh, these are turn-based strategy, real-time strategy, stuff like that. The nominees for this one was, uh, is Dune Spice Wars, Mario and Rabbit Spark of Hope, Total Warhammer, Total War Warhammer Three, Two Point Campus, and then Victoria Three. And the winner for this one was Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Um, for this one, I I think the yeah, Mario and Rabbit Sparks Hope was the clear winner. Um, is this a sequel to the other, uh, the first original Mario and Rabbit's game? It is a complete like takeaway or not takeaway, um, a complete side. I don't know how to word. I'm losing words here. Um, it's completely different from any other Mario game you've ever played. It is a turn-based strategy game, very much like the closest thing I can I can compare it to is like XCOM and stuff like that. A very like gritty strategy game, and it's you got Mario characters in it. It's, it, it, it was a cool little side journey. Um, I, I definitely say it deserved the win here. Closest competition probably would have been Total War Warhammer Three. Um, I remember last game last game uh, game awards from last year, uh, Dune Spice Wars was announced, but I don't remember any. I was not even aware that game came out, unfortunately, so I didn't even get a chance to try it. I'm not sure if there I was good or not. In the rest, I can't say the rest about the other two. All righty, and uh, let's jump over to the next category, which is best family game. Yes, yeah, so these are for these are targeting younger audiences. Um, Best Family Game category, uh, nominees were Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario Rabbit's Box of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. And the winner for this category was Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which is a game I would probably say was not the one I was expecting to win, but a well-deserved winner. Um, I believe I remember for, for this one, I definitely voted for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga on this one. But... um that was probably the closest competition it had to winning uh game in the, uh, the uh, best family game but yeah in the end uh kirby ended up taking this one and from what i understand kirby was actually a very fun game i just never got a chance to play it i don't really have i don't really play much of the switch games nowadays um because it's not something and not really a console i focus on i mainly focus on like my pc now and, and sometimes ps4 but um, yeah, no, this is, I, I would say it was a well-deserved win for Kirby. And it's, and it's Kirby's first time winning an award like this. So that's good for them. Awesome. Let's go over to the next one, which is uh, best fighting game. Yeah, this, this is, um, this was a, a surprise for me, honestly. Um, so uh, the nominees for this one was DNF Duel, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, uh, King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. Um, so a couple of things about this category that I was surprised. So the winner, first of all, was Multiverses. I mentioned this a while back. Um, 
I'm very surprised that this won the best fighting game because the thing is multiverses is that I remember this game came out and I remember people talking about it for about a month or so. And then I just didn't see anyone talking about it after that. It was like it got very, the community game got very quiet, very fast. I'm not sure what the case of that was. Um, I believe for this category, I went with Sifu, but I that was like a vote I made. I'm like, ooh, that probably was actually wasn't the best vote. I think the closest, um, I think the probably the most well-deserved winner would have been King of Fighters 15. I know a lot of people are fans of the King of Fighters franchise, so I think having this lose was a disappointment for them and a, and a rob. Um, I want to bring up Sifu, though, because Sifu is interesting, because Sifu is not a fighting game per se uh, as a category even says right there is game designed primarily around head-to-head combat um when you think of fighting games you think of street fighter mortal combat stuff like that one-on-one fights sifu is a single player game it has no multiplayer in it to my knowledge um so it was very weird to see sifu nominated for this category part of me thinks it was nominated mainly because they needed a fifth nomination um yeah, I'm not. I, I wasn't a big fan of this category. I don't think multiverses should have won it. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. All right, let's go to the next category. Next category is best role playing game. What yes. So for the nominees for this one, we got the first appearance of Elden Ring. Um, then we got Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. And the winner for best RPG was Elden Ring, a game that I invested over 100 hours to in my first playthrough. And I definitely fully agree that this is well-deserved. I remember voting for this one. Um, this is, um, I would say, the closest competition it, this game uh, for Elden Ring on this category was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I understand a lot of people were really go- gunning for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to win for these categories. And I think... Um, it's, it definitely had a strong chance of winning. I'm not too familiar with the other games on in this nomination. Live Alive, I'm not too certain. Pokemon Legends, I remember hearing not too much positive buzz about. And Triangle Strategy was a weird uh, one from Square Enix. It was It's a strategy game, turn-based strategy, um, that has a bunch of RPG roles. But... Elden Ring was definitely by far, I think, in my opinion, the most deserved winner here. That's the amount of build crafting and like all the crazy things that you can make in that game for this around just around your stats and like around your build and anything like that. You could change it on the whim. It's fantastic. I definitely recommend playing Elden Ring. I'm sure we're going to talk about more in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's get over to uh, best action or adventure game. All right. So best action and adventure. We got uh, for nominees, we got A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Now, the winner for this one was God of War Ragnarok. And I I probably would say, yeah, this is probably the most deserving win. I'm not sorry, for, for this category. Um, I, I'm not too familiar with the other names. Uh, Plague Tale um, is a sequel to the original uh, Plague Tale game that came out probably about maybe two or three years ago, I would say. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, that is another sequel to the uh, Horizon Forbidden Dawn that came out back in 2017. Stray, I did not see any chance of winning 
this category. I did not think it's an action adventure. Um, and the same thing was Tunic would probably have a better chance of winning over Stray. But um, since God of War is in this category and God of War just came out probably about two or three weeks, I would say about a month ago, it had the best chance of winning by far and it it took it. So, yeah. <laughs> All righty, that's best action adventure. Let's jump over to the next one, which is best action game. Yeah, so this is just mainly over the top combat and like stuff like that. Um, the nominees for this one was Bayonetta 3, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and the winner for this one was Bayonetta 3. Um, so I would say, in my personal opinion, I think Sifu uh, probably should have won this one. Uh, Call of Duty surprisingly did not, t- I don't think, took home any awards this game awards, which I think is the first for one I've seen. Um, but Sifu, uh, I think probably would have was a, definitely a close competitor for this uh, for winning this category. Um, Bayonetta 3, though, that's a Nintendo game, and Nintendo fans are very strong with getting what they want. Um, so yeah, they they they, they took the win for that one, and yeah, I'm not too certain about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, that is like that game is like a callback to the original like arcade um beat 'em up games essentially. Yeah. Um, in in the setting of that that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. Um, and then Neon White that is actually actually a pretty interesting game for when I saw it. it's a essentially a speed running game. You have to, you have to get a point A to point B as fast as you can, and you can do all this crazy stuff and like find all these new ways to shorten your time. But in the end, yeah, Bayonetta 3 won that category. All righty, let's jump over from best action game to best VR or AR game. Yes, so the nominees for this one was After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter. Um, And the winner for this one was Moss Book 2. Now, in my personal opinion, I think Among Us had a very strong chance of winning this one simply due to the fact that you can see all this, the Twitch streamers playing this game happening just like it, it makes for some really funny content. Um, Red Matter 2 was probably also a very close competitor to winning this game um, from what I hear. But in the end, uh, Moss Book 2, which again, I'm not too familiar with the same thing with After the Fall, that Moss Book 2 was the one that ended up taking the win here. All right, let's go to the next one. Here we got uh, innovation and accessibility. Go yes. ahead, it's all yeah. you, man. Yeah, so this is a um interesting uh, award. So it's been going on for a couple a couple of years now. I think twenty twenty, maybe not twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think it was twenty twenty. The first time we saw this award. Uh, this is for recognizing software, as you can be recognizing software and hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help play games. It'll help games be played by a wider audience. So this is um stuff like colorblind modes, uh, deaf hearing modes, stuff like that, subtitles, different changing subtitles. Even it's going as far as completely changing the complete look of the game so that everyone has a chance to play the game, essentially, it, regardless of how, like, regardless of what disability you have or a fear that you have. Um, the nominees for this one was As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. And the winner for this category was God of War Ragnarok, which I think was definitely well-deserved for this for this uh, category. Um, I 
in my opinion, I I was expecting uh, The Last of Us Part One to get this one, because um, what made uh, Last of Us, well, hold the thing back to twenty twenty when Last of Us Part Two came out, um, that game was mainly the Kickstarter for this, like I would say, this category of games, Last of Us Part Two. So when they remade Part One, they basically brought over all the accessibility features from that game into part one and that um i was i was expecting part one to win but i'm not equally surprised that god of war ragnarok took the win it had a lot of good features like that for accessibility and stuff like that it's really good to see gotcha gotcha all right so that was innovation and accessibility let's jump over to best community support yes so this is um yeah recognizing a game for outstanding community support transparency and responsiveness um nominees for this one was apex legends destiny 2 final fantasy 14 fortnite and no man's sky this was um the winner for this one was final fantasy 14 now funny thing i went with destiny 2 on this one but immediately after i made my vote i was like i probably should have gone for final fantasy 14 um because final fantasy 14 let me tell you that game is um I, the reason why i i didn't go with final fantasy 14 at first um is that in this category this is referencing like dev like developer communication um stuff like that but it's also recognizing the community in in a sense of like how the community sees the um developers and the dev team stuff like that and final fantasy 14 has one of the nicest communities i have ever seen in terms of video gaming it's very nice um and the developers are incredible over that game they they definitely well deserved for this win perfect best community support let's jump over to best mobile game yes so this one was nominees for this one was apex legends diablo immortal genshin impact marvel snap and tower of fantasy and the winner for this category was marvel snap um a game that i remember hearing a lot of when it came out so i'm not surprised that it won um I would say a close contender probably would have been Genshin Impact or Tower of Fantasy. Um, I could, I don't think I could see Apex Legends or Diablo uh, winning this category, but um, Marvel Snap definitely, I think, is a well-deserved win for this one. It, it is a, um, I'm not too familiar with it. It's made by the same guys that did the original like Hearthstone game over at Blizzard, um, so it's like a card-based game and stuff like that. But um. I did hear a lot of like positive buzz surrounding this game when it came out, like I think back in October or September or stuff like that. Cool. All right. That was the best mobile game. Let's jump over to best indie game. Best yeah. So game. I, I always get best debut indie and indie confused. Um, so the nominations for this one was Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Um, and the winner for this category was Stray. Um, as you can see by the power of having a cute cat as your protagonist, it definitely helps a lot. Go cats. <laughs> um, I, I, the close contender for second place probably would have been either Sifu or a Tunic. And then I would have Neon White probably at more at the bottom of that list. Um, Cult of the Lamb, I wasn't too, I, I wasn't inter- really interested in. It's a roguelike, as um, I mentioned, like Hades when I talked about roguelikes earlier. Um, I would, yeah, I definitely would have thought Sifu 
what would have won uh, for best indie game. That game, it was, it's like, it reminded me quite a bit of something like Sekiro um, meets John Wick, essentially. It looked really interesting. A bunch of hand-to-hand combat, stuff like that. Very brutal, like, not, not brutal, but very fun to watch combat. Speaking of actually John Wick, the, I think that developer of the move of John Wick, or the director of John Wick movies is trying to make a, a movie for Sifu or something like that. Wow. Yeah, so that, that, you might, who knows? Might, that might be nominated for Best Adaptation in a couple of years. Who knows? You never know. Let's jump over from Best Indie over to Best Ongoing. Yes, what do you best, got? best Ongoing Game. We got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. And the winner by far was Final Fantasy fourteen. Not Fortnite? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> as, I, as I mentioned... Uh, earlier when I was talking about the Final Fantasy team, this game has become my favorite game of all time. It has made me cry multiple times and the story it is so good. I absolutely adore this game. Uh, it is legit my most played game on Steam and that I'm, I am not ashamed by that. Is, um, last December they had they had a new expansion came out called Endwalker. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, it is so good and definitely well deserved. Um, my closest pick definitely probably would have been in, for my runner-up. That probably would have been Destiny Two. Um, but I think for like as a whole, like second place probably would have gone to Fortnite. I think, um, and that that or Genshin Impact. But Final Fantasy fourteen taking the win. I'm super glad to see it. You love to see it, everyone. Yep. Let's jump over to the next one here, which is games for impact. Yes, this is um these are going to have like social media and stuff like that. So the nominees for this one, I'm not sure if there's four or five, but this one is for uh, Memoir Blue, a Dusk As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, uh, Endling Extinction is Forever. And Jake, do you want to scroll down real quick and see if there's a yeah? Okay, there's two more games. There's two more. Forgive me. Yeah, hindsight, and I was a, a teenage exocolonist. Uh, the winner for this one was As Dusk Falls. Um, this is what I, mem- I remember seeing trailers for this talked about for quite some time. It is essentially a interactive movie uh, for the most part, and you control like the outcome of the movie. Essentially, remember that there was a Netflix show, I think Black Mirror, a couple years back, that did something like this, okay, in which you can control the outcome of the episode as you watched it. Um, but this is a bit like that, except it's more uh, video game interactive, like mm. so. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So that was as dusk falls for Cancer Impact. Let's jump over to best performance. Yes, so this is what <laughs> Al Pacino came out and actually gave this award. He was there at the game awards last night. Nice, yeah. Uh, so the nominees for this one, um, Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West. Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok, uh, Manning Gage for Immortality, and then Sonny, I can't pronounce that, (laughs) Soljic. Soljic? Yeah. Yeah, Soljic for God of War Ragnarok. He's, um, so as the winner, see, it's there's two God of War Ragnarok nominees here. Uh, The winner here was Chris Judge. He plays Kratos, the main protagonist. Uh, Sonny, he plays Atreus, Kratos' son in the game. and I would say this is definitely probably a well-deserved win for Christopher Judge. Um, he has really good moments, and he gave a really good speech uh, that night, just thanking everyone involved with the game. Um, I definitely think that he is. I think it was a close runner-up. Probably would have been Sonny his performance as well. Um, but yeah, 
Christopher Judge for for Kratos and God of War Ragnarok, I think is probably well deserved. All righty, let's take a look at the next one here from best performance to best audio design. What do you got? All right, so nominees for for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Um, this one I wasn't sure of when I was voting. I think I went with Elden Ring just for the sake of it. Um, the winner for this one was God of War Ragnarok. I, I'm not certain if it should have won. I'm, I, I, I'm not sure. I think Call of Duty had a chance here, but I don't think that, that not winning is I'm perfectly okay with. Uh, Grand, uh, Elden Ring's audio design is not the best, I would say, um, in terms of like anything else on here. I'm um, not familiar with Horizon Forbidden West. I didn't play it, but like Gran Turismo 7, that's something you can't really get wrong, especially when it comes to like cars and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, no, if you get the engine wrong, it's like, oh, or if you get the sound of the car wrong, people are going to notice like instantly. Like that's not how this car sounds. Um, so yeah, this is one I wasn't too sure of, but I, I, I think I'm okay with God of War Ragnarok for taking this one. All right. The, that was best audio design. Let's look at best score and music when you yes so we got a plague tale requiem uh elden ring god of war ragnarok metal hell singer in xenoblade chronicles 3 and a winner for this category was god of war ragnarok this is actually one i do not agree with at all um in my opinion metal hell singer should have won this nomination um because th- that that game soundtrack was so good we got a bunch of individuals, talented individuals from actual metal bands coming together to make essentially a metal album that you can play at the same time. Um, it it losing the God of War, uh, that really disappointed me. Uh, I definitely think Metal Health is number one. I know a lot of people online also wanted Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to win. Um, I'm not too familiar with that game's soundtrack. Um but I know a lot of people will definitely watch it. I'm perfectly okay with Eldering not taking this one because out of the From Software games I have played, uh, I would say Eldering's soundtrack is not the best. In my personal opinion, Eldering, uh, the best From Software soundtrack is going to be Dark Souls 3. That game's soundtrack was absolutely incredible. Um, almost as incredible as Metal Hellsinger, which should have won this award. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the winner of this one was God of War Ragnarok. And um, fun fact, JT, do you know the uh, the performer uh, uh, Hosier? I believe that's how you pronounce it. Hoser, Hoser. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess he. Fun fact, he made a song for God of War Ragnarok. He helped out on that. I did not know that. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll send you the link when we're done. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah, I, that's all that I have for this category. They, they, he performed it live at the uh, at the Game Awards last night. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. All right, so that's best score in music. Let's jump over to best art direction. Yes. No surprise, right? Yeah, so the nominees was Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. And the winner for this category was Elden Ring, which I definitely agree won this. Um, definitely um, well-deserved win for this category. Um, close second probably would have been Scorn. Well, actually, no, close second probably would have been God of War through the God of War fans. But Scorn, I definitely would say, had a strong chance. It's it's a weird. Scorn is a weird, like, it's meant to be weird. It's meant to freak you out sort of thing. That's its whole entire purpose for existing. Eldering, though, winning out is like, 
in the game you can just see all the, the, the attention the detail on everything in that game is like impeccable um if you just look at the doors of like these tombs that you go in and it's just covered with all this like calligraphy and like design and like you it's the basically the, like this one door in the game is telling you a story has just opened it you walk by and they don't know even not even to glance it again um one of my favorite pieces of design from Elden Ring. So in the game, uh, at the center of the map, it's this thing called the Erd Tree. This giant tree is like, it's absolutely massive. It's the biggest thing in, in the entire game. It's visible anywhere. And throughout the game, you find these tombs, uh, these uh, tombs for heroes, essentially, scattered there. And each tomb is marked with a giant building on top of the, um, a, a giant statue on top of a building marking the grave. And the best in the like very cool part about the statues is that they all point, regardless of where you which one you're on the map, they all point to the center of the map, which is where the earth tree is. It is so cool. Like the wool design of this game is impeccable. It is amazing. And I'm definitely a definitely well-deserved win for Elden Ring on this category. That was best art direction from Asm of Earth right there. Let's talk about the next one here, which is Best narrative. Yes. Yeah, so we got nominees of Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. And the winner for this category was God of War Ragnarok. Now, um, I could definitely see this one winning. I, I think I'm okay with this one winning. God of War Ragnarok very much focuses on the story of the game uh, in the sequel to how it was set up from the first game. Um, Seeing, <laughs> seeing Elden Ring on here was a big surprise for me, believe it or not, because when you look at the From Software games, they're not really known for their story. The, the story in From Soft games are like told as you go through the game. They are, they are not there for your viewing pleasure, essentially. You have to look for it. It's there. It's really good. It's amazing. But like you can't, it's, you have to look for it yourself. It's not told to you, essentially. Um, okay. So that's why I think God of War Ragnarok easily probably took the win here because God of War is essentially like a movie in a sense. Um, it was like, like you got these really like three minute long cutscenes, stuff like that, very long cutscenes, a bunch of dialogue and everything like that. Um, and it's very much told directly to you, uh, the player. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, I don't think I uh, had... That's probably, I would say Horizon Forbidden West of Plague Tale was the, the runner-up for uh, this category. Um, but that's with those two games, it's weird. I remember hearing, it's like, oh, those games are great until the final act where like some weird thing comes in and completely changes it. Like a, like a, it's like a surprise sort of thing. And it just like kind of derails the story, unfortunately. I haven't, I haven't played any of those games. So I can't 100% say for certain, but from what I hear from the general discourse surrounding the story of those games, that's what happens. Hmm. But yeah, God, right. of, God of War, Ragnarok, best narrative, I would say is deserved. All righty, let's go to our, we're getting close to the end here, buddy. Yes, yeah, second to last. Second to last on best, best game. game direction. Yes. What do, you, what do you got? All right, for nominees, we got Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. And the winner for this category was Elden Ring. So... Now, in my mind, there are three major industry icons when it comes to the gaming development. 
all in Japan. Um, Yoshi P, as we call him, he is the game director for Final Fantasy XIV. Hideo Kojima for Death Stranding, Kojima Productions, he made the Metal Gear franchise. And Hidetaka Miyazaki, he is the game director for Elden Ring. He mainly works at From Software. Um, if you look at Elden Ring, it is the quintessential culmination of everything he has done for the most part at FromSoft. It is except for like maybe one game like Sekiro. Um he has he, he went into this game like with a massive scope. He had he worked with George R. R. Martin to, to write the story for this game and he made probably the one of the best open world experiences I have ever played in a video game. And then like he that like that was their clear goal they set out to do and they nailed it directly. It was like a, a perfect hit. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I, there's only one more here, so let's see what we got. Yep. And that is the game of the year. So, this, yeah, there's going to be – yeah, I might have scrolled down. There's, the nomin- there's six here. Yep, the six nominees. So uh, you want to we'll scroll up in the bottom, and then I'll walk my way up. Sure. So the nominees are Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Stray, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, Elden Ring, Plague Tale Requiem, and the winner for this one was Elden Ring, which I was so happy won because this is, as I said, the culmination of everything Souls Born, Dark Souls Born, like Dark Souls Bloodborne that has gone into this game and is absolutely incredible. Runner up was definitely God of War, definitely a strong second place. I'm not saying it is like, oh, it's bad because it didn't want no it god of war is probably a really good game and it's a really good sequel um but in my mind elden ring for game of the year is a 100 well-deserved well-earned win um and funny enough uh stray being on here was uh, i'm not sure how stray got nominated for game of the year um because stray when, it, when Stray came out, everyone said it was like they jokingly said, Oh, it's game of the year. A kid plays a cat. Okay, hey guys, game of the year. But and then it got nominated for game of the year. I was like, Oh, wait, how did this get here? But um, so seeing like an indie game though in the nominations for the main game of the year category is a big like win, I would say, in my book, just get nominated for game of the year. Um, this alongside God of War Ragnarok and Elder is actually like a probably a big recognition on their end but eldering taking home the game of the year award is 100 well deserved as i mentioned before it is the culmination of everything from software they have made and they're still working on it they're, they're gonna from what i understand in um in heitaka miyazaki's acceptance speech that he mentioned that they still have plans for this game so there's going to be more dlc for this game it's going to appreciate I am 100% certain there's going to be an expansion probably around like maybe summer of next year for this game. Not sure how it's going to be. I have a couple of theories in my own regarding the game's lore that I could explain, but like it, it would require a lore explanation. I don't think we had time for doing that. <laughs> but yeah, game of the year for uh, 2022, Elden Ring. No surprise there whatsoever, right? No, I was, I was very stressed hoping it would win, and I'm so glad and relieved that it did. Awesome. Well, so basically going back to just 
So, but that is uh, that is our categories we wanted to touch on for the game the game awards this year. Any other uh, things that you wanted to touch on really quick for the game awards, my guy? Um, let me let me think because I think I covered most. You covered of a lot. Yeah. Um. Main thing I want to say, I am really looking forward to whatever from software. And I would whatever from software is making i will 100% buy day 1 essentially <laughs> at this point they are my favorite developer that and um anything that is developed by yoshi p over at square enix final fantasy definitely going to buy the <laughs> whatever they have day 1 they are in some of the, like some of the most talented developers i've ever seen alongside hideo excuse me hideo kojima with death stranding mm. all right um Cool, cool. Anything else you wanted to touch on at all, or, or, or is that a, is that are you good for now? I think I'm good for now. Um, yeah, because I'm let me just go through my notes one more time. I, time. I think, yeah, that's that, that's all the, the major news I want to bring up. I think, from what I understand, um, the, the next major event probably won't be until summer of next year. Is that E3? Yeah. Oh, yeah. E3 is gonna be back this year, like legit back. <laughs> Finally, nice. that's awesome. Um, because I think it was a, like, uh, I think they had said something along the lines of like, we're gonna be back, and then like, oh, they were canceled or like they got. I think they filed for bankruptcy. Now it's like. Hey guys, we're finally back now, and I'm like, oh, finally back now. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, because E3 is definitely a a grand old time, a fun old time, just to watch what's going on. Um, because that's way the only thing that I'm concerned about with E3 next year, um, is the fact that we have gotten so used to independent, like publishing or not independent, just like publishers doing their own thing, uh, for the Mm -hmm. past couple of years, um, like Sony and PlayStation, they have mainly done, they, they have, they, they will do their own like live stream now but like we haven't gone one for a while and it's like weird how they 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 stepped out of e3 back in like 2017 i would say that's when they stopped attending and it's like okay yeah we're just gonna do a live stream at the same time sort of thing and then they just stopped doing the live stream at that time it's like what are you gonna showcase like you're Everyone is showcasing their work. I mean, like their the other stuff. Like, why don't you showcase your stuff as well? Yeah. Um, and then like Nintendo, Nintendo was the first to drop out of E3. Mm-hmm. But but they were like, hey guys, we're still gonna do a live stream. They still do a live stream uh, around the same time. Um, but thankfully, you know, we got Jeff Keeley, as I mentioned, the host of the game awards. He has his summer gaming festival each year, which is essentially a Kickstarter to E3. Uh, and he brings up bunch of indie developers as well as big publishers and developers uh, to showcase their work and what they're working on and it's like without i i can't imagine what what like the gaming news like all the whole entire like publishing news stuff like that would be like if he didn't exist and stuff like that because 2020 is um in 2021 that's when they showcase 20 yeah 2021 was when he showcased off elden ring for like the first time in like mm. two years since the game was announced and it's like showing off an independent live stream that's like hosted by amazon of course um because he has his own thing um but like he doesn't 
listen, he, he isn't like this is a Microsoft only public, uh, Microsoft only stream or like a Sony only stream. No, he's going to bring a bunch of games and just put them there to show to everyone. Like, that's like, yeah, do that. <laughs> do that. That's what we want. That's what we want all along. Yeah, go for it. Just do it. He, he, he's, he basically made E3 virtual, essentially. And then, like, the Game Awards essentially become a mini E3 in December. And it's like, it's great. I get to talk about this. Yeah, and we cover it here. We cover it right here for you guys. So, um, but yeah, so this is fun. Yeah. Uh, let me know when the next game thing is, because uh, I, I, I sound so stupid saying that, but like, just <laughs> let me know when the next gaming event is, and we can... Um, we will definitely do another live stream for that too. Because I mean, uh, for those who don't know, as I say, Andrew, Asim is our video game guy. He is our he is our guy who knows all of the stuff about uh, E3. He knows everything about like the, the game awards. He knows everything about like uh, the summer games fest. So a lot of other stuff there too. He is our guy for that. And uh, I love having you on, man. And, and anytime you want to come on, you know it. So <laughs> you're always welcome on. You know that. All right. So, but yeah, but that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for watching uh, and listening. And as you guys uh, enjoyed this, hopefully you guys are informed about which games were, which, uh, which games won the game awards this year. Alan ring, of course. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and uh, hit the bell for notifications and uh, follow us on our social media. Thanks so much for watching and we'll see yeah, you guys next time. Bye.